Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN. Your home for K-State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Pretty sweet uh, baseball news to kick things off. Preseason All Big 12 released an hour ago. An hour and four minutes ago, to be exact. Three cats on the preseason All Big 12 team voted on by the league's coaches. The three, not really much of a surprise. Owen Borma, left handed pitcher. He'll be day one starter. He's in there for the cats, along with third baseman Kalen Culpepper, who just represented the United States of America with. Tyson Abers, ace out of the bullpen, also a preseason All-Big 12 selection for the number 24 team in the nation heading into the 2024 season, your K-State baseball team. Let's go. It's awesome to see. That's out of 17 players that were selected to the preseason honors. No cats listed as like a player of the year, newcomer of the year, anything like that, which, shame on the coaches, what kind of baseball are they even watching? Um, but it's cool to see three cats on there. Uh, they have, out of all the teams in the Big 12, they have the second most. Right on. So, I'm not sure the last time that had, I, I, I mean, I, I guess maybe 2014, the last time, I haven't read the full release yet, but the last time K-State had a number of guys on the preseason team, that's a heck of an honor. Season starts at the MLB Desert Invitational in Scottsdale, Arizona, February 16th through the 18th. So we are less than a month away from K-State baseball getting underway. They'll take on Cal on the 16th, Boston College on the 17th, and on the 18th we'll face Georgetown. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner with David G. And Owen Burke wearing a Baltimore Ravens shirt. At least it's purple. And not this neon green that DJ is wearing. Uh, Troy will join us a little bit later. He's uh, take, he, he, I, I gave him uh, a reason why he's not in the studio. So he's working on some business right now. He'll Ooh. join us here in a little bit. He's bailing me out. That's what he's doing. He is bailing, bailing Owen out right now. He, Owen's learning some new things, but he's not quite ready yet. But Troy will be joining us here in a little bit. Are we good to go? Yep. All right, big show today. We have three interviews today. I'm very much looking forward to K-State women's basketball star. Can we call her that yet? We'll see. Eliza Moppin will join us in hour number two. She had herself a 16-point game against Baylor on Monday, plus here in hour number one. 
AFC Championship game coming up uh, on Sunday here on K-Man, starting at noon with pregame coverage. Voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtz, joins us at 440. Guys, it's Wednesday. You know what that means. AEW Dynamite tonight from Inmarket Arena in Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> I've never been there, but I heard it's amazing. Nice. So it's on my list to visit. We are five and a half weeks out from Sting's very last match at Revolution from the Greensboro Coliseum, where K-State just played a first and second round in the NCAA tournament. I was there. I was like, oh, my God, all the greats used to roam these hallways. And I was also talking about Jerome Tang. Nice. But that also means we're joined by Derek Young from K-State Online. He joins us from Ames, Iowa. Cats and Cyclones play tonight at 8 o'clock with pregame at 7 here on K-Man. D.Y., how was the drive up to Ames? And I, I believe you went with Mason Voth. How was he with the with the carpool? It was good. Yeah, we carpooled. It was Mason and Drew Boat. We just got in about three or four minutes ago. So we're actually at the hotel in Des Moines. That's where we're staying. That's the bar. They're checking in, and I'm in my car in the parking lot. Okay, I was going to say, because you sound like you're coming to us from a car. I could tell you're on your phone. Uh, could you cut up there for a little bit, so hopefully this will hang on tight. So we only have you on for one segment, so let's get right to the questions. Just wanted to briefly touch on football. A K-State recruiting win that actually kind of flew under the radar because there was no real big announcement. Want to get your thoughts, though, on K-State does finally add on Dante Sivas from Penn State. I'm pretty excited about this pick. What about you? Yeah, I think it's something to be excited about. You mentioned it. They needed a wide receiver. They get a wide receiver from a power five school with a lot of proven production. A lot of it didn't necessarily come at Penn State, but it came at Kent State the two years prior when he you know, was about a thousand yard receiver in both seasons. And the last time that he had that success, his assistant coach, his wide receivers coach was Matthew Middleton at Kent State who obviously is now the Kansas State receivers coach. So you hope that reunion of sorts kind of uh, unlocks what the potential was that he's already shown at one point in his FBS career. They needed a wide receiver. You like to think that maybe you have a m- bit more upside in the wide receiver room, at least among the starters headed into next year, right? Doesn't it sound better when you think about maybe a starting trio of wide receivers being Jace Brown, Keegan Johnson, and Dante Cephas? It kind of does to me. And that doesn't even consider, you know, maybe in a little bit of depth if you consider Jaden Jackson's returning to K-State. And everyone is really high on what Trey Spivey will eventually be able to provide the Wildcats. Dante, Cephas, Keegan, Johnson, Jace Brown. I mean, there's a good chant in there somewhere. Very chantable names, and I really like that when you have wide receivers with four-syllable first and last names. Um, Now, outside of that, and I'll, I'll, I'll get your opinion on this, is it oddly quiet right now from K-State and the you know recruiting the transfer portal? I know they were very heavy on going after wide receivers, but right now is it oddly quiet that we're not hearing uh, a whole lot of names right now? Right now, probably not oddly quiet just because the semester has already started. Uh, the transfer portal has been closed. You can still add people, but really the the, the – high traffic time of where you're switching schools and enrolling is kind of coming past. So the, okay. the surprisingly or oddly quiet part probably was in the two or three weeks prior where you do add Travis Bates, you know, the Austin P defensive lineman, you add, you know, transfer guys like Malcolm Alcourt Crowder and, and Dante Thomas, uh, you add Dante Cephas, you add Jordan Riley at safety, you add North Dakota offensive line transfer, 
Easton Kilty, but only four transfers right there between Kilty, Bates, Jordan Riley Scott, and of course Dante Cephas. You just thought maybe there would be a little bit more. So uh, you still have some spots that need fulfilled. They'll either wait until the next window transfer um, transfer portal window opens, which is after spring ball, or maybe we see a surprise or two in the next week or two. They try to get enrolled really quick. Um, but, you know, I was hoping to get a little bit more done in this time frame, but uh, the guys that they have added, very, very quality class. Speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online, moving on to basketball. To you, for K-State men's basketball, what does this week mean for them? You have two, uh, two road trips, two road games against top 25 opponents, tonight against Iowa State, of course, at 8. And then you're at Houston at 11 a.m. on Saturday. I, you know, to me, there's still a lot to prove to this team. Is this week time to prove that this team belongs in the conversation of being one of the top teams in the Big 12 and not just using the 4-1 and one to speak with, hey, start 4-1, and one, that's great. But now it's tougher competition, so is it time to prove that K-State belongs? Yeah, I, I even called it a prove-it week of sorts. Now both of them are on the road, and, and you're going to be an underdog in each of them. And not many teams, I don't think anyone in the Big 12 really expects to go 2-0 on the road against Iowa State or Houston. I mean, Houston already lost to Iowa State. KU's already lost to UCF and West Virginia. Winning on the road is tough in the Big 12 no matter what despite three of them winning last night. So maybe that's a good omen for tonight, but this is a proven week of sorts. You lose both, it's not a disaster, right? You go to four and three, and you go back home where you've defended home court so well, and you feel like you're going to win at least go seven and two at home, maybe eight and one, maybe nine and no in the Big 12 at home because you're so you're that much dangerous in Bramlage Coliseum. But so it's... I say it's kind of like playing with house money and it's a prove it week because if you want your four and one record to have merit, then I think you have to split at least, at least split these two road games. And if you don't want to be on the bubble, so to speak, and you want to be comfortably in the NCAA tournament and you want to compete for a big 12 title, then I think you do need to at least split these two road games. I saw the line was set at eight and a half. Now, from my prediction, and we don't really know anything yet, I, at least as far as I know, I haven't seen any updates, but Taman Lipsy is Iowa State's best player. He's out with a shoulder injury. At least he was out for Saturday against TCU, which Iowa State did win by a point, but he is their leading scorer. He's tied for the leading rebounder. He's the leader in assists. He's the leader in steals for Iowa State. He is questionable heading into tonight. Now, if you were the, uh, the the person running Vegas in the lines and uh, you had an opportunity to move the line if Taylor Lipsy doesn't play, in other words, how much better do you give K-State's chances? How much better is K-State's chances of winning in Ames if Taylor Lipsy doesn't play? Well, they're considerably better. And I, I even think the eight-and-a-half point number that's out there, the nine-point number that I've seen in some spots is, is pretty big. And that I think that would you would think that's technically working under the assumption that team in Lipsy does play. Um, now, close games in basketball are a little bit different, right? Because then teams tend to, to foul under the one minute to try to give themselves a chance to win. And if they don't score themselves and the other team does make the free throws, a game that's really a one or a two-point game can look like an eight or a nine-point game on the scoreboard by the end of it. So those numbers you have to be careful of looking at just because you could lose by nine in college basketball, and you technically only lost by two or three. It just became a free throw game in the final 60 seconds. But 
to your point, Taman Lipsy's questionable. He did practice yesterday. Um, if it was Jerome, the way Jerome Tang kind of operates is like guys that when they're ready to come back, he gives them one more game just to make sure. Taman Lipsy means so much to Iowa State. And what this is a home game, so kind of one they have to have. You would think he at least plays a little bit tonight, but I'd be surprised if he's 100%. Um, unless the adrenaline really starts cooking and gets Kansas State and Hilton Coliseum is loud and alive, and, and that's totally possible. But, I mean, he's their best player. He just mentioned, like, every almost every important category he leads them in. If he's not there, you really like Kansas State's chances, I think, to to pull the upset or at least have a chance going into the final, final minute of the game. But, you know, they just won on the road without him. But that's kind of – we see this with, with significant injuries. The team responds that next immediate game. Everyone picks up their game to kind of compensate for that because they, they know the situation and they play one of their best games and they do well without them. It's when they come crashing back down to earth the next game because everyone can't sustain that level of play, that overcompensation that they had in the prior one. So I think without team and Lipsy, uh, Iowa State could be in trouble against Kansas State. But aside from that, uh, I know we haven't talked about it yet. The Cyclones are a pretty rough matchup for the Wildcats when you look at some of the, the key statistics. I mean, Iowa State, just such a good defensive team. They're, I think, I don't know if with Saturday's games, I haven't seen the updated stats yet, but I believe they're the number one team in the nation enforcing turnovers. Yep. Um, and, uh, boy, I mean, in K-State, they're averaging over 17 turnovers they've coughed up in the last three games. That's an average. Uh, certainly worry about that. You know, and when you take this step up in level of competition, I mean, it's Big 12 play, you start 4-1 and one and that's great. But now you have four of your next five games against teams out of the top 25. The team needs to continue to grow, and a lot of that growth obviously will have to come from, okay, now moving forward, what can the bench do? And I'd like to get your thoughts on what you've seen the last couple of weeks from the bench growing but also, how do they need to continue to grow? How do they – I mean, are we just looking specifically at points? Do they need to start start scoring more to make K-State's odds obviously much better in winning a game like this against Iowa State? No, I, I just think it's quality minutes, right? For You need another point guard to be able to supply five to ten quality minutes on the ball so Tyler Perry doesn't have to play 38 to 40 minutes a night on the ball because that is mentally and physically exhausting to be a point guard and to facilitate offense and to guard really good fast players in the Big 12 for 38 to 40 minutes a night. So it's about just getting five or ten quality minutes from another point guard um, to where they're not a liability on the court and they can sustain and survive those five to ten minutes because we're seeing that from a big, right? Will McNair, when he plays 35 minutes a night, he's not great. When he plays 25 to 28 minutes a night, his level of play is so much higher so that extra seven to ten minutes a night that they're getting from Jarrell Colbert are so valuable because he is not a defensive liability when he's in there. Um, not going to be someone that lights it up on the offensive scoreboard, but they can sustain and survive when he's on the floor. So it's things like that. But you're right. At the end of the day, you got to be happy and thrilled with the 4-1 start, and you don't apologize for it. And you also still have to remember everyone in the Big 12 is a threat. Like some of the wins aren't against good teams. But some of those teams that everyone like laughed at, that Kansas State's kind of riding on from a four and one perspective. Well, two of those teams they beat have already defeated KU this year, and they were at home against KU. But that they both beat Kansas. UCF beat Kansas. West Virginia beat Kansas. So you don't apologize for wins, and you're not going to apologize for a four and one record. But it is something to keep in mind. Kansas State's four and one in the Big Twelve. 
but three of their four wins have come against probably the three three of the four worst teams in the league. Yeah, for K-State, you just feel grateful that you don't have to go to UCF and run to that balls, buzzsaw of a matchup at in Orlando, Florida. Uh, D.Y., we got you for a couple of more minutes. Uh, we'll end, uh, end it with one more question. Okay, so tonight, Ames, Iowa, it's going to be a tough place to play. Um, that is one of the loudest environments in America. What to you is the single biggest key for K-State, other than the Taylor Lipsy storyline, is he going to play or not? You know, what does K-State have to do to win in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Ames, Iowa tonight? Yeah, I won't use the two big ones. One is, like, can you contain the turnover problem? Because Iowa State is so good at that. And Iowa State feasts off of forcing turnovers. Not only are they number one in the nation, it's when the it isn't there for them is when they typically fall. So I won't use that low-hanging fruit. I won't use the team and Lipsy hanging fruit. If you ask me a couple other things, is can you make a difference at the three-point line? Because that's the great equalizer, especially when you're an underdog or on the road, as you can sometimes make up for that a little bit, the three-point line. Or Kansas State has a considerable advantage in a certain statistic between the two teams as the free-throw line. Kansas State doesn't put teams on the free-throw line very often, but they get to the free-throw line often. And Iowa State's kind of the reverse. So the big advantage that Kansas State has is that they're much better at at basically creating a positive difference point differential at the free throw line between them and their opponents. And Iowa state's typically about even or negative uh, with the free throw point differential between them and their opponents. So there, you know, the only problem is you don't typically don't get a friendly whistle on the road. So we'll see how that unfolds, but free throw wise, Kansas state's a much better team. Yeah. K state 78% right now from the free throw line in the big 12, you know, that was a, something that just wasn't talked about enough after the Texas Tech loss is that Texas Tech attempted more free throws than K-State made. Cats weren't yep. getting to the free throw line much against the Red Raiders. They ended up losing <laughs> by one point in a low-scoring game. And two of the I, – I, if it hasn't changed since the last time it looked, and I think it's been a few days, K-State is two of the top four free throw shooters in the conference with both Tyler Perry and Cam Carter. Guys are clutch at the free throw line. Can they get there enough against Iowa State? We'll find out tonight, 8 o'clock from Ames, Iowa. D.Y., we've ran our time out. Thanks for coming on to the show once again, and we'll be talking to you again next week. Thanks for having me. Derek Young, Case Online here on the game. we got a busy show today, boys and girls. Hour number two, Mitch Palm Plus. Interview, as I spoke earlier today, with K-State women's basketball player Eliza Maupin coming off her 16-point performance, including hanging a three at number 13 Baylor this past Monday. We'll also play Meet the Wildcats as well with Eliza Maupin. Voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, joins us at 440. When we come back, let's have some more fun with K-State at Iowa State tonight. And this is also based off what K-State Online does on their website, and that is over-unders. I put together some over-unders for tonight's game. We'll all make our predictions when we come back on the game. It's the game on K-Man. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Got some uh, K-State hoops over-unders. And by the way, the line has slid. Uh, now, Iowa State minus seven and a half, so it drops a point. Troy, you going to take uh, 
You going to take K-State plus seven and a half on this one? Debating right now. Debating, debating, debating. Well, you're probably waiting to hear Mitch Palm, and I understand. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But I want pre-Mitch Palm predictions. I know. I got you. I want to... I want post-Mitch Palm prediction. <laughs> Mitch Palm was a little off. Uh, had K-State winning by 15 against Oklahoma State. Listen, if there weren't so many sloppy turnovers, you might get there. It was a nightmare, that game. Like It was like a mini nightmare until the very end. <laughs> it was like, all right, this is great. But um, That and the way that it was officiated did, did no favors. Yeah, that was actually uh, it, it for both, like going both ways. Sure. like. Even if I'm, but that's why I said the way, the way it was officiated. I didn't put blame on you either know, direction. Just yeah, Mike Boynton was rather chill with the officials compared, honestly, to Jerome Tang. Yeah. Jerome Tang, Old man walking. Oh, sorry. No kidding. Uh, <laughs> Tang has. Uh, he was really working the refs in that game. Mike Boynton not as much, but he was. He, 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 Mike Boynton is the only coach in the Big Twelve that will fist bump everybody on the scores table. Right on. Before really? the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, most of K-State's coaching staff Assistants does. Assistants do, yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about opposing head coaches will fist bump everybody. First over under, I have Arthur Kaluma three-pointers tonight at two and a half. You know, Arthur has been hot in three-point range so far in Big 12 play. He's 13 of 25, so that's slightly over 50% right now. Oh, and if you, and if you want to chime in, definitely uh, throw some predictions out there. We said two and a half? Two and a half on three-pointers tonight for Kaluma. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over. I think you're, I mean, 50% shooter. Well, we played five Big 12 games. He's got five a night, essentially, at that point. I would take well, that Well, he's that. taking yeah. five shots a night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taking five point. a night, almost 50%. I'll, I'll ride that he hits that third one tonight. You heard, ah, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I was just going to note that you heard the soundbite a moment ago uh, from Jerome Tang about guys making sure that they get that shot off when they're confident about it. Well, Kaluma's been confident of late. And I think that that goes over tonight. I'm going to take overs, too, because I took him under two and a half la- uh, Oklahoma State. What were you thinking? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know, it just it, we'll, as, as we go on for this over, it's so funny. The ones that you picked out, I, uh, just it, never mind. I'm going over because Arthur Kalum is an amazing basketball player. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard a coach being like, if you're confident in the shot and it's open, take it. I've never heard a player turn down that look. I think he probably takes six or seven tonight. If it's six, there, or, wow, it might happen. Man. He's putting up about five a game. So, I mean, if he's getting them open and he's there, it's his. I mean, K State will have to move the basketball above average. Yeah, they're not exactly the fastest team in the world when it comes to moving the ball to open shooters. And the thing, though, what's special about Kaluma 
he's tall enough that he can take the contested shots. Right. And he can also hit them. I do lean under. Um, does he take six or seven tonight? I don't think so. But if it's either two or three. He'll make two or three tonight. If he was a guy that wasn't afraid to let it rip like a step or two back from the three-point, I'd be like, lock. You know, but he likes to get right up on the line and shoot his three. So, I think, uh, I think this is perfect. Two and a half, though. I, yeah, take the over. Tyler Perry points tonight. I'm going with his Big Twelve average of fourteen and a half. Fourteen and a half TP points tonight. Under. Really, I'm surprised by that. Truthfully, I've bet on Tyler Perry. <laughs> Yeah, and it's not great. It's, a, it's actually it looks like a war zone. My my parlays have just been destroyed. Uh, Tyler Perry has not been kind. And the, I will say this: the over under a lot is fifteen and a half, and it's the old "you burned me one too many times" yeah, play under, there. Under. Well, you only had, he had nine points in the last game against Oklahoma State. He was under the weather. I would think you know four days after getting an extra day of rest, he'll be. He'll be better. What's up, Troy? Uh, it's in Ames, and he's not had. He's definitely not had the impact that any of us were expecting he would have. Given that he hasn't at times been the most confident with his shot, I'm concerned, and I'm going to go with under. I think one of two things will happen. Those two things are either he's going to get a ton of free throw shots, or he's going to go. He's going to get hot for for a period of time from three, and he'll hit three or four like. In a ten minute span, that's <laughs> one of these are going to happen, <laughs> or or the, they won't. Or, they both won't happen. Or they both won't happen. He won't take any shots. These are gonna, cold, yeah. and he won't, he won't make anything. I mean, I'm I, sorry. I have a gut he's feeling about his hands hurt. He's this. He's that. This, whatever. This is a rant of a man who's lost money one too many times <laughs> on this line. I have a good feeling about TP tonight. He is due a, a good three point shooting night. Yes, he but is. it's either that or the, Iowa State doesn't. I mean, they don't send teams a ton. To the foul line, but K State's been really good at getting there. But it is on the road. I actually, I'm going to take TP 15 points tonight, just barely over. DG with pain from his parlays. I can show him a little bit from my NBA picks oh last night. God. Oh. Now I know DY didn't see this is a major key tonight, and I wouldn't call it a major key, but I want to see that improvement. It helps you greatly when you can rely on a bench player to get you double digits once in a while. Bench points tonight. K-State has been one of the worst teams in the country in the last yeah. uh, 14 games in bench points. 13 and a half is the number. I know what I'm going with. I'm going under. I'm probably going to ride with you there. That's I mean, We've seen too many times, unfortunately. Well, and especially, I mean, the last 10 games, you have not had a double-digit score from the bench. 11 games ago is the last time that happened. They're averaging this season 14 points. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, and in an environment like that, like, I, if anybody's due for some double-digit score, it's it's the bench. They need somebody to pop off. Um, you got to go under, though. Uh, I think this is going to be a tough game. This is going to be a very tough game. All right, last one. Want to squeeze this one in real quick. Wins this week. I have it at a half game. Oof. That's a bold under there, buddy. Or bold uh, line, yeah. 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 Well, I think if you just go one and one, that's huge. Right. Yeah. Nobody in the Big 12 this year is going to win 
by having just two losses. At the minimum, it's three losses in the Big 12 this year to right. win a title. I'm thinking maybe even more around five, the way things are going. Yeah, you never know. Things are getting wonky already. I yeah. mean, it's yeah. weird. I'm going, to, I'm going to go over, though. Oh, boy. This is a really hard two-game stretch, though. Oh, boy. Don't do it, Dave. <laughs> over. Over because I believe in the Cats. I there believe in go. TP. And I believe in everybody. Yeah, I think I think over. Well, the thing is, you say it's a bold line to set it. If he sets it one and a half, we're all like under, under, yeah, under, under. Yeah, They're winning yeah. one. If anything, uh, yeah, yeah, I think they can split this series. I do too. Uh, you know, and I am, of course, depending on Taylor Lipsy. I'm. I've been real back and forth on do I pull the trigger on K State. I I do think, and this is just this is more my heart talking than my gut. But if they get one out of this week, it's huge. Mm. If you lose both, and it kind of sets the tone for the rest of the year in a way. Mm. One win would be big, so I'm going with my heart. I'm going to go with the over. We take a break. When we come back, let's shift directions to the Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship game as a uh, guy that's wearing a Baltimore Orioles shirt, a Baltimore Ravens shirt, is about to call the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. The voice is next. Chiefs get it done in the AFC Divisional Round. They win at the Buffalo Bills 27-24 thanks to a missed 44-yard field goal by Tyler Bass. And we are now joined by the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, as Kansas City gets set for a road trip to Baltimore to face the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. Mitch, before we get there, I know your wife used to be a uh, basketball player here at uh, at K-State. Have you been uh, watching what the K-State women have been doing so far this year? Oh my gosh! Do you think? <laughs> Heck yeah! It's so it's so exciting, and uh, we get Lee back when? Do we know? Uh, when the injury happened, or when the surgery happened, which was Friday of last week, they said roughly four weeks. So she's possibly missing a ballpark like about seven games. Well, this league's so tough, and trying to figure out how to keep going because they're what fourth and. The coaches poll and what second the media poll? Where are Flip they at in the poll? Yeah, Flip the, that. The other way around, yep. Oh, two four. Okay. Well, yeah, no, there's immense pride for every player that played in that program and yeah, Tammy takes real pride in that. Um but you're at unprecedented levels. I mean, hopefully they could keep rolling. I mean, you're gonna have a one seed maybe or a two seed, which you in the women's tournament, you know how that's so advantageous because you're gonna play at home twice. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for sure. It's uh, been a great pride in following that group. And being a Smith Center guy, I mean, I hate to say it, although she's a K-Stater, but Karen Sides of Phillipsburg, <laughs> you know, just down the road, a mid-continent gal, and arch rivals of Smith Center, but now she's a, she's a wildcat, so it's okay now. It wasn't <laughs> a year ago. How was, how, was your, uh, how was your basketball game back in the day? Were you ever taking some Logo 3s? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, I got pulled. Uh, we played Salina Sacred Heart. It was really good. They didn't lose a football game or basketball game. And um, we played them in a tournament, and I just was, I mean, I kind of got unconscious and one of their guys goes, I thought you were a scrub. I go, I am. Don't, don't worry about it. And, uh, and then I thought the next game, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm Steph Curry. And so after three misses from logo threes, it was, uh, I was not tearing sides. And, uh, the coach goes, those are 30 foot shots. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm feeling it. Yeah, we'll feel the bench. So that was it. That was pretty much my career. Go get some splinters, Mitch. Hey, yeah. uh, into your broadcast, uh, I, I loved your call. You basically encapsulated the win over Buffalo with a Top Gun quote. My question is, have you seen Top Gun Maverick? I liked it better than the original. Yeah, no, I, I, the original's got its moments. I think overall I would like it better. Uh, the uh, Top Gun Maverick, yes, I've seen it twice. And so I think they're both really good. That's one of the better lines of the original Top Gun when Viper is getting chewed out. You know, I want some butts and I want them now. And Maverick and Goose are standing out hearing every word. So, and when Viper goes, well, that'll pretty much cover the flyby. It was my reaction to uh, all of the lazy narratives that was like Patrick Mahomes just never played a road playoff game. And I said, no, Super Bowl 55. And they go, that's not. That's that's not uh, a true road game. Well, that one was because it was COVID, and they're giving away free tickets to people who've been coped up for cooped up for five months, and they were like almost rocked the friends and family bus, and they're throwing you know projectiles at ours. It felt like a road game, and Pat knew it, and Pat was sick of kind of like don't get credit for that one. It's not your normal Super Bowl. That being said, to win that game, then well, that'll pretty much cover that. Now, what do you got next? You know, and so it was a very similar to the Cincinnati jabroni stuff. And that's where you can doubt the Chiefs, dislike the Chiefs, disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. It was the same kind of feeling and just a uh, kind of oozing out of frustration of like, it's a lazy narrative because wouldn't someone say, well, they did play Super Bowl 55 against Tampa in Tampa. And it was a COVID crowd. So it was mostly local. Uh, and then also to go, and you know what? He's won 39 games on the road. He's 39-11. Nope. Nobody said that. It was all first road game ever in the playoffs. I saw him on the plane after the game. I go, hey, you just won your first road game in the playoffs. And he goes, no, I never played. Like Super Bowl 55? Like, and he brought it up in his news conference. You could tell it was he was fueled by that, and I love it, because when he's fueled like that, look out. You know, Bill's Mafia getting a home playoff game, I'm sure the environment was – out of this world, and uh, I mean, well, Jason Kelsey kind of stole the show with him taking his shirt off and roaming into the stands, but what was that road playoff environment like in Buffalo? It was a cauldron. Now, we got some Sporting KC fans who are listening uh, who go over to those matches, and they're like, oh, we got the cauldron, and they're behind the one goal. This was a cauldron. 
these people have been waiting not months but years for us to show up in a playoff game. And it and you got so this is OJ Stadium. Okay, this, this stadium is really antiquated. They're building a new one, but you have to walk through the crowd. I do a, a Facebook Live show, uh, Field Pass with Matt McMullen. Most of my radio stuff that you hear on the, on the pregame, I've, I've worked during the week and laid it down tape. So I do that live show. So I'm down on the field, but I have to go from the field to the booth in somewhat expedient fashion. At Buffalo, you walk through the crowd to do that. Like, uh, and you're, you know, I'm good. I'm, you know, I might as well have be Casey Wolf, like, and they're <laughs> throwing stuff at us. And I mean, the things I heard was like, you know, I made make a, like some Marine drill sergeant blush. Like it was like, these people were fired up. And so for the chiefs to win that game was, uh, was awesome. But the other thing that there was just some remarkable things in that game, you realize the chiefs only had 43 advancements. They had 47 offensive plays. Four were kneel downs. They scored, the Chiefs scored 27 points in 43 advancements. And Buffalo had 78 advancements and scored, uh, 24 points. And they were at home. Uh, the, the eight, you heard the eight 20 plus plays. The Chiefs had eight 20 plus plays. The Bills had none, zero. I mean, it was, it, the Chiefs played, they only had two penalties, no false start penalties. Mitch, you ask what it was like. Yeah, it was a cauldron, but the Chiefs had no false starts. I mean, the Chiefs were pristine in this game. It was fantastic the way they approached it. They'll have to do it again this week. Well, the uh, the board op that just called you, Mitch, is a Baltimore Ravens fan. He is wearing a Baltimore Ravens shirt. Um, obviously, he's pumped up for his team to try to beat the uh, – the Kansas City Chiefs to make it to a Super Bowl for the first time in 12 years. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are playing in their sixth straight AFC Championship game. Maybe the AFC doesn't technically run through Arrowhead and Kansas City this year, but for for Baltimore to get there, they have to go through the Chiefs. They got to go through the champs. What kind of clash should we expect on Sunday? Uh, well, I'll change movies, genre on you, but it's the Battle of Falkirk from uh, Braveheart. You know, where they're just like hacking limbs, and uh, it's pretty crazy. It's, that's the way it's going to be. Now, ask your uh, esteemed colleague there <laughs> what jersey he was wearing. I'm sure it's Lamar Jackson. So, actually, I, I've just got a t shirt on today. My Lamar Jackson jersey got stolen a while back. So, oh. I'm just, just wrapping t shirts right now, unfortunately. How does that happen? I was going to give you ten bonus points if you had a Kyle Hamilton jersey. Yeah, I've I've got one in the works. That's I think I think I'm going to go Roquan Smith for the first one that I rebuy. But I do well, love it's zero man. That's number zero. I right? do. Yes, it is. I love that zero. Now let me ask you some, Mister Ravenhead, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, okay, man. Okay, you know Lamar Jackson's playoff record, right? I do. I do know. And that is two and three currently. And his quarterback rating? That I don't know off the top of my head, truthfully. 72.1. And that is adding in his 121 from last week. It's been a rough stretch up until this year. Of your 50, no, no, you're hanging in there. You're get, you just read poetry here for a minute. The, you have 53 players. You have 53 players on the roster. How many got their first playoff win against Houston? You said got their first playoff win last week? Last win. Plus playoff win. First, first playoff win Ooh. in their history, in their life of 53 players. A 53 players, a I would, oh, wow. Probably, uh, I'd say 35-plus, 40 of them. Actually, less than that, but still, it's it's surprising. Yeah. Because the success that they've had in the regular season, and, and you know this big fan, 
you would think, man, there's a whole lot more playoff experience with these guys. Roquan Smith got his first playoff win. Dude, he's one and two in the playoffs. Yep. It's just it's just it's it's astonishing how little playoff experience they have. Now here's what's crazy, you guys. Now that the way that this has worked out, it honestly became a blessing for the Chiefs to get the three seed. And you're like, before you go, whoa, you, you know, you're rationalizing it. Maybe I am. But it gave the Chiefs the rest against the Chargers. That scenario gave, okay, can't get to the one. The Ravens got it. The two, we have to gut it out to get the two. That get us an extra home game. But the three gave the Chiefs the rest. Mahomes got the mental rest. Kelsey got the physical rest. Everybody else, after working through the, you know, the, the, uh, obstacle course that was everybody's getting two weeks to prepare. Um, They needed the rest. But here's the point. By winning the Buffalo game last week in those circumstances, and think of Buffalo's style. Their six-game winning streak was because they played 2012 K-State football. They ran the ball, had the ball for 36 minutes on the average, and the Chiefs played that kind of team. There's only two teams right now in the NFL that are playing that way the Bills, and the Ravens. So, Edgar, (laughs) not saying we're going to beat you, but if we do, it'll be because we beat Buffalo the week before. Uh, Baltimore is so hard to prepare for because of the unique style using the quarterback design run game. And Lamar will scramble, but they've got some very uh, unique quarterback design runs, just like Colin Klein in 2012. Same way with the Bills. And if you don't play them every now and then, it's really hard to play the Ravens. But the fact that one of the big, two the two chances the Chiefs have to win this game, playoff experience and a championship DNA, Baltimore's got to find that again because you're right, it's been a while, 2012. But two, the fact that the Chiefs are playing Army and Air Force in back-to-back weeks with a collegiate comparison. And that's a bigger deal than you may realize. Yeah, Owen. (laughs) Owen, are you ready to switch sides? Baltimore Ravens fans wouldn't uh, treat Mitch poorly at their house, would they? You know, I... Not as bad as Buffalo. Definitely not as bad as Buffalo. I think you may get a little bit of a rough welcome, but I tell you that if Baltimore starts slow, the attention will quickly turn to the Ravens team themselves. They will quickly go from talking trash to you to talking trash to our own sideline pretty quick. And And that's the key to this game, which is why I'm saying... Uh, and I don't mean this as disrespectful, but you're a Ravens fan. So you're a little bit like the Chiefs maybe in the times we've had the one seed, and here comes, like, we're playing Brady in 18, or we're playing Manning in 03. Like, I'm, I'm guessing that you would probably rather play Josh Allen and the Bills, and it's Army versus Air Force for the Commander-in-Chief Cup, than for Mahomes to roll in there. I'm just guessing. Now, this could be all wrong. It could debunk all theories. Got it. But do you see my point? And if the shift, there's, there's pressure. There's more pressure on the Ravens in this game than the Chiefs now. And I think your point is astute in the fact that if you kind of turn the cannon on them, it becomes that tense moment where you become critical of your own squad. I've seen it happen with the Chiefs prior to Andy Reid, because um, if you're part of Chiefs history, you know what those were like. So that's what the Ravens have. Right now, but they're a really good team. They're the NFL's best team, in my opinion, and they have no weakness. 
All right, Mitch, we're coming up on a break. Unfortunately, Westwood One will have the uh, the rights to our area. Don't even but... start on that. Don't even start on <laughs> okay. that. Don't well, even start on that. We'll have an hour. Of, we'll have an hour well, of your pregame. I don't even. Yep. And don't even. It's it's the worst part of the playoffs, and I've had to endure it six straight years. And frankly, it's I, I get irritated by it, but that's okay. Well, Mitch, we're looking forward to next week's conversation, uh, win or lose for Kansas City. Thank you for your time, and uh, safe travels off to Baltimore. Go catch. You guys salvaged me from having a fight with Iowa State PR people uh, in our office who are uh, just way too cocky. (laughs) And, you know, like you guys might want to do something first, you know, and then let me know. You know, their last football title was 1932 or something. So just let me know, you know. Yep, I just, know Abu Dhabi ran through us for like 400 yards, but that's, you know. <laughs> Abu Dhabi. <laughs> so, yeah, just yeah, let them know they, have, they don't have 10 wins I yet. A, I was in a furious Farmageddon battle with the Iowa State PR folks <laughs> with, that work here. All right, Mitch. Talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, see you guys. Thanks. It's the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtz, is Abu Dhabi. That's hilarious. That's Abu awesome. Sama was the, yeah. the, the, yeah. the freshman running back that just tore up K-State with like four touchdowns for 60-plus yards each Pinballing in a snowy touchdowns. game. Pinballing touchdowns. All right, so before we take our break, we're, we're approaching here at the top of the hour, so we got to take our final break and end the hour. But um, So because of Westwood one having the, the rights outside of Kansas City and their flagship station, that uh, we'll have an hour of pregame coverage from Mitch and the crew, and then we'll switch over at 1 o'clock to Westwood One coverage, and then Westwood One will take it the rest of the way. So... Mitch and the guys for an hour from noon to one, and then Westwood One takes over at one o'clock. We've reached the top of the hour. We got to take a break. Your local news coming up. Plus, hour number two, Mitch Palm's prediction of K State at number 23, Iowa State tonight from Ames, Iowa. Sold out Hilton Coliseum. Eliza Moppin joins us in hour two as well.